You're listening to Future Thinking from Stylus, the show where our analysts, alongside industry thought leaders, unpack the big trends you need to know about. Find out more about what the future holds for your business at stylus.com. Hello and welcome to Future Thinking from Stylus. I'm your host, Christian Ward, and on this episode, we'll be looking ahead to 2024 and exploring some of the key trends that stylus experts think that every brand needs to know about next year. I'll be speaking to four of my colleagues from across Stylus about the reports they produced for our annual Look Ahead series. In the Look Ahead, we reveal 30 emerging trends that take in changing consumer motivations, global marketplace shifts, and nascent innovation across multiple industries, and draw out the key actionable insights that will inform your business decisions in the next 12 months and beyond. The full Look Ahead series of reports is available to members on the Stylus website. If you're not already a member and would like to find out how access to Stylus could benefit your business, email innovation at stylus.com or visit stylus.com membership. Here's a preview of what you get from the reports. First up, we speak to Amelia Morano-Williams, Stylus's U.S. Senior Trends Editor, about 2024 trends in consumer attitudes. So in 2024, for consumer attitudes, we've chosen to focus on caregiving, how people are coping with climate change, and new definitions of success and ambition. So to go into a little bit more detail, caregiving, we're on the massive precipice of a global aging up. So there are already more people in the world over 65 than under 5, and while this doesn't really seem like a huge issue on the face of it, When you start to peel back the layers, you realize that's actually going to have a massive impact on the way people care for each other and how they interact in society. So this is poised to remake how we engage with our environment on every level, from the jobs that people pursue to the tech that they use to monitor their health to how they go grocery shopping. Really mundane features like that as well be impacted by this. We also expect climate change, surprise, to increasingly be a presence and be a presence in people's day-to-day lives. I think this is the real shift that we've seen over the past year. We've already seen hints that this is happening with extreme heat in Europe, wildfire smoke in the northeast of the U.S. where I live. And this is really going to start changing consumers' behaviors on a very practical level. It's going to start to change their job ambitions. We're seeing an uptick in services that will reskill people for green jobs even going to change their entertainment patterns. So we're starting to see weather apps become something that people obsessively check. There's a huge surge in apps that make it almost entertaining and therapeutic for people to check weather that might feel otherwise out of their control. See people seeking solace in cozy video games where they're able to actually try to address some of these problems that we're seeing in the world in a positive and easy way. We're also really excited to explore how consumers are changing the meaning of success and ambition in both their personal but mostly their professional lives. And for some, this absolutely means taking a softer route to ambition and paring back the work tasks they do. So a real evolution of the TikTok trends, quiet quitting and lazy girl jobs that we've seen over the past couple of years. But I think probably even more interesting than that is that we are still in a cost of living crisis. Inflation is still rising and wages aren't going along with it. So we are also going to see lots of people who are really striving and pushing forward with ambition to try and make more money and make it very quickly. I think that this is not going to be so much of the get rich quick schemes that we've seen in the past, but really trying to marry this idea of values with what you're doing in your day to day lives. So trying to improve the world as you also try to make money from it. 
Fantastic. So is there a case study that you've come across that sort of illustrates some of these themes in action? Yes, I think a case study that really wowed our entire team on consumer attitudes was from our caregiving section. This was the Zimbabwe Friendship Bench. So essentially, it seems really simple. It's a campaign that started in Zimbabwe where local elders sit in a central spot in their towns and provide advice to people who have a problem that want to talk through. Now, these elders are actually trained in talk therapy, so they're not just dispensing life advice. They really understand how to make people feel better and address mental health issues. Now, on the face, I think it's relatively simple to give people someone to talk to, but it does work both ways. It's not just that someone is receiving therapy. It's also that the person who's giving therapy has a new purpose in their life, and they're really embedded in their community. And this element of purpose and community connection research shows is so essential to longevity and a really healthy longer lifespan. So I think it's a really great example of how caregiving is creating more exciting opportunities for everyone to come together and be connected and really goes beyond. It's actually also going to launch a pilot program in London in some low-income communities next year. So it'll be really interesting to see how it transforms as it enters a slightly different social context. So what can what can brands take away from these themes? What can they how can they use them in their strategies for the next 12 months? Yeah, I think the major takeaway with all of these themes is to focus on the positive and not get weighed down by the negative. It comes as no surprise what we're looking at is really big, weighty things, caregiving, the climate crisis, people's job ambitions, and we're living in a very tense environment. But Brands shouldn't focus on all of the problems that people can face. They should focus on the opportunities that can arise from them. So how to give people hope, how to give people connection with their community, how to make people feel like they have control, essentially, over their lives. And I think this focus on the opportunities that can come from all of these challenges is really where we're going to be focusing our reporting in the next year. So thinking about ambition, not just in terms of getting a high paying job, but actually thinking about what makes you excited to go caregiving, what makes you excited to be connected to your community and the climate reality. How can you avoid lapsing into climate doomerism and really find ways to continue to connect with the natural world? So my main focus for brands the next year would be pay attention to the bright spots find ways to help your consumers connect to positivity and not fall into disillusionment, especially during the tough times that will undoubtedly be ahead. Next up, 2024 Trends in Tech with Stylus's Assistant Trends Editor for Technology, Pia Bentian. So in 2024, new innovations will be bringing a sense of excitement and injecting energy into the technology industry. Developments in AI will continue to accelerate and brands and consumers really start to figure out what role AI will be playing in the social sphere. So while some people will be struggling to trust AI as it enters different parts of their lives, others will be more happily accepting AI chatbots as their therapists or educators or even friends. Meanwhile, new eco-mobility solutions will be helping people travel further while emitting less. And long-distance transport and electric cars will receive new updates in the form of better batteries and wind and hydrogen-powered engines. Excitingly, health tech breakthroughs will be pushing society towards a more hopeful era for medical care. AI drug discovery will bring us closer to developing a cancer vaccine. 
and remote surgeries and telemedicine solutions will also be increasing global access to quality healthcare. So what's a key case study out of all the look ahead research um, that really wowed you? I was really wowed by the city of Detroit's initiative to develop self-driving shuttles that will help city residents with physical disabilities as well as the elderly sort of safely move around town. So the energy efficient shuttles, which will be hitting the streets in spring 2024, will be available at a really low cost uh, to people who need them most. So they're a great example of how eco-mobility innovation is increasingly being integrated into cities and really improving the daily lives of locals as well. Finally, so what should brands really be paying particular attention to in the future in 2024? New innovations like artificial intelligence are definitely becoming a driving force within tech, uh, but there are two sides to any story. So I think brands should really be sure to do their due diligence when testing new tools and ensuring that they bring real value to their customers. At the same time, I'll be looking out for brands that are really capitalizing on the entrepreneurial spirit that's boosting tech's outlook currently. And I'm excited to see how their innovations will really be providing tangible benefits for global consumers. Now we take a look at 2024 trends in fashion with stylist content director and sustainability lead, Emily Gordon-Smith. So our first theme for 24 is about responding to global boiling. And that's really triggered by the UN chief, Antonio Guterres, saying back in August, I think it was, the era of global boiling has arrived. And I think that's really resonated with consumers and brands alike, that this is a really a massive shift from global warming. And brands and all businesses have really got to respond quite rapidly now. Um, that's thinking about how and where they make products. So really adapting to increasingly hostile landscapes. And I think that within that AI is going to really help. So thinking about optimizing logistics and improving processes and supporting energy efficiencies, as well as definitely taking on a more localized approach to supply chains. And then really in addition to that. Benevolence is going to become an imperative for brands. So really supporting communities from workers to customers through those challenges of climate change. Our second theme for the year is slightly more lighthearted and upbeat. And that is around fashion's massive cultural pivot and a merch boom that's going on. This is really exciting. And it's true to say that music, the arts, pop culture and sports have always had an influence on fashion, but definitely never more so than now. It really feels like collaborative constructs and really tapping into the excitement and engagement of other sectors outside of fashion is having a massive impact from luxury downwards. Within this, there's some really key focuses. One is definitely sports. We're seeing lots of really exciting collaborations where sports becoming ever more fashionable and fashion is being increasingly influenced by the kind of engagement aspects of the sports world. And then we're also seeing on top of that, a real boom in what I, I would call merchandise driven fashion not least because of the Barbie effect that we saw this year, uh, which has obviously been huge. 
So all kinds of film and TV franchises and properties are going to be looking to recreate that effect. When we look at what Mattel did there, they were working with luxury powerhouse Bauman down through to the mass market. It really was impacting at every level. We're going to see film and TV property-based franchises, again, really impacting on what the fashion landscape looks like. Then our third theme for the year is what I call elevating the everyday for everyone, actually. And this is really tapping into the ongoing cost of living crisis, which is still biting really hard. And I think it's inspiring an appetite for real stylistic restraint. Christian, you and I have talked before about quiet luxury and the impact that is having, not just on the luxury end of the market, but more broadly at mass market level. There are interesting kind of cultural things going on around that, like the fact that Gen Z consumers are embracing what they call glimmers, which are like these micro doses of small joys. And I think that again speaks of this spirit of moderation that we're experiencing. So within that, I think everyday items are going to really come into focus. They're kind of items that are future-proof, responsible, very multi-purpose, even quite mundane looking, but they make sense in a difficult financial climate. Wonderful. Three really big themes there, quite different in many ways. But is there a case study that you came across as you were researching this that, that really spurred your imagination or that you think is going to be really like a benchmark for some of these themes? So if we think about the first one, which is the responding to global boiling, we have got a huge macro suite of reports coming out in April, which we are currently saving tons of case studies for and great examples of this in action and how we think it's going to play out. But I think here what's interesting is a key stat, which is that in China this year, where temperatures during the summer months soared above 52 degrees centigrade, what they were seeing was massive demand for some protective apparel and it's now forecast that sales of that kind of some protective led gear will grow to over 13 billion dollars by 2026 so i think that just sums that up in terms of a key stat to, sh to show that this is something that brands need to be really responding to with elevating the everyday that trend i would call out uniqlo as really nailing this. They created a crossbody bag, a really simple bag. It couldn't be more kind of basic, but it was really stylistically quite beautiful, affordable price point, resonated with multiple age demographics. And that bag, hashtag Uniqlo bag on TikTok, had more than 80 million views earlier this summer. And I think it sold out over 17 times in the UK. And yeah, like I said, I, I, I think we're going to see much more of that coming into the new year. We've already spotting some examples emerging. Brilliant. So lots of things for brands to start thinking about. But if you could say, what's the one thing right now that the brands should be getting ready for or thinking about in terms of strategy for next year? Yeah, I think a massive opportunity lies in this kind of cultural pivot where you are really thinking about what's happening in a broader cultural context. So what's happening in the sports world, what's happening in the arts world and in entertainment, in the music industry and thinking where do some of these things align with your brand message and your brand ethos and how can you create these kind of really diamond cultural moments for your own customers? I think that's a massive opportunity, whether you're in at luxury level or mass market level. 
And then likewise, I would say, just really keep an eye on this need to be thinking strategically about adapting to climate change, because it, it, it's one that we've been talking about for a really long time and it it's becoming ever more important. And I think 2024 is the year that we, we really need to be positioning ourselves to make strides in that area because time is running out on that front. Finally, what does 2024 look like in the world of food and beverage? Here to explain all is Mandy Savin, Stylist Content Director. Our first one is called New Dietary Dynamics. And what we're looking at here is how the weight loss industry has really become much more nuanced and diverse and actually polarized with a lot of consumers wanting and needing different strategies and different tactics in terms of their weight loss and weight management. So we've got on one hand, your science and medicine culture coming in quite strongly, especially with drugs like Wegovy and Zempic becoming more available to everyday consumers. And this has basically blown the conversation wide open because it's not only about easier access to drugs that consumers wouldn't have otherwise. But it also reflects different viewpoints in society. And many people are saying that this is actually a very important step in terms of democratizing size and size inclusivity for all, because weight can be a real barrier for a lot of people. So on the other hand, we're seeing more of a emotional response to weight management and weight loss, where people are looking at things like trauma release, somatic exercises, regulating your nervous system, and looking at the person as a whole, intellectual, emotional being, and how certain blockers in our emotional state can actually lead to blockers for weight loss. And that's a really interesting kind of take. So we've definitely got a 180 degrees of perspectives here at the moment. The second look ahead theme is a very exciting one for us. It's food's AI revolution. This is something that we're looking at across all industries at the moment because AI is everywhere and brands need to know how to reconcile it, understand it, and of course work with it to create better products and better futures. So the AI in the food and beverage market was valued at $7 billion in 2023, and it's set to reach $35 billion by 2028, which is a massive opportunity. And it's already solving so many food challenges. For example, in the creativity and ingredient realm, we've seen Swiss beverage company Bivy Cola use ChatGPT Midjourney and Unreal Engine to design and develop a new low sugar soda. And the whole process actually only took two days, including all of the branding, which is really remarkable. And AI will be more linked to sustainability outcomes moving forward as well. We're already seeing French dairy brand Belgroup work with AI startup Climax Foods, and they're creating plant-based dairy alternatives that really rival the authentic articles in terms of taste and texture. And of course, there's so many other applications of AI helping cooks in the kitchen at home, helping to authenticate foods. So you are really confident that you're buying a product that is the real thing. And also to reduce food waste, which is a massive challenge at the moment. Our third look ahead theme is extreme edibles. And this is really focused on the unbridled potential for food and beverage developers to create new foods of the future. And here we're seeing massive leaps in science and technology, 
that mean tomorrow's menu is going to be completely unpredictable, very creative and very innovative, but it might not be to everybody's taste. We're seeing scientists and researchers really push the envelope here. For example, we've seen the creation of woolly mammoth meatballs, which are basically made in a lab using protein from the extinct species. And ideas like this might seem completely outrageous, but how far can they be taken? Which other extinct species will we want to revive through our taste buds? Could we have dodo burgers show up on menus? And do consumers even want that? Regardless if they do or they don't, it's definitely opened up a lot of conversations for us about the extreme edge of food design. And there's other really exciting things that we're looking at here, like cryogenic spices, silkworm sashimi, even vertically farmed saffron, which is really interesting because it also shows that extreme edibles might be very necessary in order to safeguard our food supply. And in particular, to create luxury foods and indulgent food that might no longer be easy to harvest in the conditions that they're exposed to now because of climate change. So we need the science and tech to show us new ways of doing everything as long as we always hold our moral compass in close proximity to make sure that we're doing the right thing for people and planet. Is there one particular key case study that really stood out for you out of all of those? I'm really excited by the offer from Slovenian startup Juicy Marbles. They're creating vegan bone-in ribs, which is a really exciting take on the whole plant-based product development, which we've actually seen really suffer in recent times because consumers just haven't been happy with the quality and value in what they're getting from these types of products. And it seems like too many companies are trying to do things too cheaply and they're not really considering what consumers want here, which is also wellness and sustainability in these products. But Juicy Marbles are quite exciting because they're really trying to emulate the taste, texture and mouthfeel experience that you want from a non-vegan product. How successful they'll be in the future is anyone's guess, but the fact that they've come so far in terms of the product development is a very exciting development for us. So what should brands really be paying particular attention to in next year? I think that brands need to keep multiple concerns top of mind at the same time. And certainly up there needs to be health and wellness credentials because everyone, if possible, wants to try and infuse as many health boosting ingredients and foods into their diet as possible. It's not always so easy because this is also something that a lot of people can't access because healthier, fresh foods often come at a higher price. So there's a very big tension happening there. So I'd say health and wellness, sustainability and ethics are go without saying. That's incredibly important, but also to try and make these foods economical enough for people to access, even if they can't access them all the time, but to make it a more equitable space for families and individuals to try and load up on food products and drinks that are actually good for them. That's it for this edition of Future Thinking. I hope you enjoyed it and I'd love to hear your feedback. On X, we're at stylus underscore live and I'm at Christian Ward. And on Instagram, you can find us at wearestylus. We'll be back in the new year with more regular episodes and I hope you'll join us. See you in 2024. 
You've been listening to Future Thinking from Stylus, the show where our analysts, alongside industry thought leaders, unpack the big trends you need to know about. Find out more about what the future holds for your business at stylus.com. If you like what you heard today, make sure you subscribe to Future Thinking in iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts to hear new episodes as soon as they're available. 